The White Sox walk off the Twins in the series finale. A crazy back and forth game. A lot to talk about on today's Locked On Twins postcast. You are Locked On Twins postcast. Part of Locked On Sports Minnesota. Your team every day. And welcome to another edition of our Lockdown Twins postcast. Today is Wednesday, July 6th. I'm the host of Lockdown Twins, Nash Walker, here with writer and reporter at Access Twins, Mr. Brandon Warren. Before we get started, betonline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's NHL playoffs and Major League Baseball. BetOnline is where the game starts. So, Brandon, it's a crazy back-and-forth game. And I do want to start at the end. Let's start at the end. We'll get back to Joe Ryan. A couple of decisions there by Rocco Baldelli I found curious. Ryan Jeffers comes up in a big spot in the top of the 10th inning with two runners on and one out, and Carlos Correa is sitting on the bench. What's your sense there? Yeah, and it would not have taken anything more than just a pinch hit appearance. It wasn't like everybody would be advocating for him to go in and play short. Not only that, but also if he did have to go, what, one, maybe two innings if things – didn't come to pat, uh, come to pot as, as you want, I guess. I'm not, not sure I should say that. Easy for me to say. But if uh, if that happens, yeah, I, I don't really understand, though. And then, two Jeffers, pretty rough defensive inning there in the 10th. And so, yeah, you can have some scrutiny there. You can have some scrutiny, too, with the bullpen decisions. But at the end of the day, if Joe Ryan gives you more than four, that shortens things up quite a bit. So, yeah, pretty tough day all around. Well, here's the factor for me. It's not like the Twins are going into a four-day weekend, right? They have an off day Thursday, Mm -hmm. and they have the off day Monday. So that was curious. I I wonder if Correa's fingers hurting, getting hit. I don't know what's going on with him. Maybe we'll hear. Um, But then Jacob asks, why do you pull Duran there? He had nine pitches. I wonder about that, too, with the off day tomorrow. What's going on? Yeah, I don't understand that at all. I think Moran deserves a longer look, but just not there. That just, it to me, doesn't make sense to give him that look in that spot. And I think, too, the Twins let the White Sox off the hook for making a similar decision by putting in Jose Ruiz as well. So not a really uh, – not a managerial masterclass today by either side. And the bullpen – I'm not going to blame Rocco as much for the bullpen just because every button he pushed seemed to blow up on him. And you're going to have to use all these guys. It was all hands on deck, and some guys faltered and some guys were good. But, yeah. I agree with you. There were some curious. Lance Lynn, Joe Ryan started this game nearly four hours ago, and neither pitcher was very good. You can always tell with Joe, it feels like early on, the velocity wasn't there, the command wasn't there, and he just, you know, this is just another one of those starts. It feels like we've seen a lot of them since coming off the COVID list. Yeah, and that's part of the deal with COVID is I think it's going to be a, a longer road to recovery than you'd hope for. So I think, yeah, he's not quite where he needs to be. I mean, he battled. He did everything you'd want a guy to do to keep you in a game for the most part when you didn't have your best stuff. But again, the game was there for the taking. Lance Lynn was there to give it up. Kendall Grayman was there. Matt Foster, all these guys, even Ruiz in the 10th, was. they were all ready to give it up. And the Twins basically were like, mm, you know, we usually hand, hand out the third game of a three-game series or we have to have a clunker every series and you know, this was it. So it is what it is. 
Yeah, Jorge Polanco hits two home runs, just raking at uh, guaranteed lame field. And Gio Urshela has a big day, strikes out with the shadows there at the end. But uh, it, it feels like, you know, they're wasting more great offensive performances. The Twins score eight runs again today and, and lose. It just kind of sucks. Yeah, and you wouldn't expect that to happen as much with their offense that'll score eight runs on a given day or zero, but never the average of the two. So, yeah, it's... um. You just shake your head. You chalk it up to that's baseball. Like John Sterling says, that's baseball, Susan. But it's not going to make the people who are ticked off on Twitter any less. So, again, it is what it is. Make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com. Locked on sports listeners get $50 off purchases of $500 or more. This podcast exclusive includes engagement. Use code LOCKDOWN. That's code LOCKDOWN+. Plus. Every order is insured, ships free, and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. Shop stress-free and find your forever peace. Go to BlueNile.com today. So the White Sox, Brandon, get Aloy Jimenez back today. He was outstanding. It's a home run. Has a base hit off Griffin Jacks that tied the game again. And, um, you know, you hope that this is not the type of game that wakes them up. And it just feels like to this point, the Twins have had a lot of opportunities to bury them in the standings, and they're just letting them hang around. Had a nice defensive play down the left field line on the screen too, which I'm sure that Tony Larusa and his staff was holding their breath because that always seems to be the kind of play that gets Eloy Jimenez injured. So yeah, what a great game. Good to have him back. You, you see when guys like that come back, the instant impact they can have on the dynamic of an offense. Byron Buxton is in a in a lot of ways very similar for the Twins and to. Um, you know, Bucks and struggling right now. So you can see kind of the the haves and the have-nots in that respect. But yeah, no, you, you got to be impressed with Jimenez. And it makes that lineup that much longer, that much deeper when, you know, Mankata's been struggling. He's dealing with a foot now from today. Harrison, Garcia, they've got a lot of guys who've been scuffling. And so they're going to be able to shuffle or shuttle one of those guys to the bench on any given day. Lengthening out that lineup with their pitching staff that is usually fairly strong is... uh it's going to be a good thing for them. Just got to keep in mind, too, they're not close to the Twins right now. As long as the Twins can tread water for a little bit longer, hopefully get some more guys healthy, hopefully figure out this bullpen. Again, we're all knocking on wood here that that things like that get settled. But I like where the Twins are right now. Yeah, the Twins take two out of three. And, it, you know, I think today Pagan hung a two-strike cutter again to Luis Robert. You know, you saw Joe Ryan hang that slider to Jimenez. You saw... McGill hang that that knuckle curve with two strikes to Andrew Vaughn. Felt like the Twins just did not execute today when they had a chance to sweep this series. But, Brandon, they take two out of three. And if, you know, we would have known that, you say, oh, the Twins will take two out of three and didn't know how it went, I think we'd feel pretty good about that after this series. Same can be said for taking five of the first six. Three at Target Field, two of three at Comiskey U.S. Cellular, guaranteed lame, like you said. Uh, <laughs> I like that. I like how you slipped that in there. Um <laughs> Yeah, and it was neck and neck. They, they gave Twins fans and people like you and me a very entertaining series. If we go back and look at the Cleveland series, entertaining series, there's ample entertainment to be found in a Twins game for Twins fans right now. That was not the case a year ago, and it's, it's certainly not perfect. There's a lot of issues to still iron out. But, again, I believe this is a good team, and I think people are still worrying a little too much.
So the Twins have a five and a half game lead on the White Sox and a four and a half game lead on Cleveland after this week or after this week's series. They'll get an off day Thursday and then they'll head to Texas to play a Rangers team that's tough offensively. They got some weapons and uh, they pitch pitch pretty well this year. Um, And I I heard there's going to be a couple shades of gray in one of those pitching matchups. Yes. Great. Sonny Gray, John Gray, and then Martin Perez will pitch. Should be a fun weekend uh, down in Texas. Josiah asks, do you guys know anything about Colby Suggs? I wonder how much of an impact he will have. I've heard a couple things about him. He's now is he now the bullpen coach? Yeah, uh, for the Twins. I've heard a couple of good things about him, but I, I admittedly don't know a lot. He worked with Wes. Was it at Arkansas? I think he worked with, or he was a. He's he's got a lot of experience doing things outside of bullpen coach, but he's done advanced scouting stuff. Basically, uh, he was a professional pitcher for a while before his arm went on him. I think he's in a lot of ways, he's kind of taken the Jeremy Hefner path. And so is the next step for him pitching coach somewhere else? I can't say that for sure, but I don't think he's going to be overmatched by the bullpen coach role uh, with Pete Mackey moving on to the, the full-time job. We'll, we'll definitely be watching closer with how Mackey handles it. But for now, I think Suggs is going to do a fantastic job. So the twins take two out of three from the White Sox just miss on a sweep in Wednesday afternoon's finale. Brandon, thank you so much. Twins head to Texas. We'll be back this weekend to break those games down. Thanks again, sir. And thank you for watching. Thanks for the questions. Like, subscribe, comment, Locked On Sports Minnesota. And let us know what you think. Thanks, Brandon.